Hipster Bricks by Denver Day, The Cost of Doing Business, Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century, or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 27. Fear is a primal thing. It can surprise us, but the enlightened mind understands its irrational paralysis for what it is, something entirely apart from fear. However, is the feeling which comes upon oneself amid tragic events as they are occurring. The mind, or at least mine, has a tendency to be willing to cut losses and make universe-changing ancestry and progeny-changing decisions in mere flash seconds during such events. And there is a certain feeling that is to be experienced at such times, and this was one of them. It was obviously going to be a major sea change. Julie's spirit on a day-to-day basis was very tangible and pronounced, so her mind and will was always very accessible to her associates and really anyone who, you know, she let in. Due to this fact, Julie's soul on her sleeve, as it were, communicated to me and made me aware immediately of a certain brand new set of facts, which I was now encumbered within my own mortal coil. One, Julie was headshot perfectly, bullseyed, in the base of her brain pan. She was dead. Instantly, I was able to confirm this a short time later. It killed her instantly. Two was that I had a new job, and I was put upon to do it regardless of how I happened to handle this immediate situation. Three, I wasn't alone in my new employment, or maybe to say deployment is a more accurate phrase, because uh, death doesn't kill the spirit, and certainly not one of such a caliber as Julie's. I uh, remember learning this as our cat had gotten out one New Year's evening. He was in Indoor, outdoor, but it was about to storm and it was getting dusky and it was, it was a holiday, so I almost didn't let him go. But I thought, well, he'll be back when the rain starts in a few minutes. He clearly tried to come back when the rain started, but a few minutes later, and uh, we finally found him the next day, his body unalive in the street under a big tree and the nearest lamppost. And the thing is, though, that I knew he was gone before he can't we found the body after i went to bed that night the night you know uh when he was missing as i laid beginning to doze i was awakened by him jumping into my bed if you will i mean it was like one of those kind of twilight dreams half asleep half awake he had entered and joined me as he always frequently frequently did essentially to say in this instance well daddy cat i lost my body but i'm still here i was kind of confused to know what to do and hey i chose to you to come home to he knew he knew where his roof was he knew where his hearth was he knew where his door was and and with me he stays to this day you know so so julie had plenty of partisans and confidants and intimate associates you know because she was an intimate and heavily networked woman. However, she felt and charismatic and very, you know, bondable. However, she felt a moral obligation to retain our vocational association, you know, with prejudice, you know, primarily, since its trajectory was still intact and I would need her to remain if the venture was to survive well enough to be more than a complete washout. And she understood this living or dead just as I did, living her dead, and I appreciated her dedication and diligence and understood her 
philosophical context, you know. It was no skin off of her back. The hell did she care, so to speak? I was the one who was still alive after all, not her, and uh, she didn't give a shit. And the axiom dictating now, certainly, dictating that we do not speak ill of the dead, for soon we shall join them, or so it will seem, serves at the convenience and pleasure of not just the living. She didn't mind writing it out with me. Now, that's, that's partnership. Hmm? Her wisdom, her perspective, presence, and political will counseled me in making the immediate decisions which had to be made in those moments after we left the bridge shootings and bullets exchange. I didn't even have to think about it. First call was to Stevie back in Phoenix. Stevie, this is Rick. I have bad news. I said. She realized then and steadied herself. Okay, go. She said. Julie just got shot in the head. It killed her moments ago. You're the first call I've made, I said. The next call I will make is her connection who's given the logistics on our narcotics transactions out here. But any input you might give right now of relevance will help me moving forward. We've got her spirit, but her body unit has expired uh, uh, discreetly but violently. We successfully greased two dealers in a heroin deal tonight and one in a coke deal this morning for what it's worth. And the people who shot her did it in the dark into a moving car so they don't have the pleasure of knowing. And it was auspicious and a good shot. She doesn't have really any family as such, Rick. There are people everywhere, everywhere, but not mom and dad or siblings or anything. She's from Austin, as you know, Stevie said. We're in Baltimore, fucks. You know, that's a 24-hour drive from here, I said. I think I'll make my call to logistics, and unless they have something to say otherwise, I'm going to take her to the nearest fire station and give them the facts as uh, I just summarized them to you a few moments ago. Find out if she needs to go to Austin or Phoenix. Meanwhile, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. She said.